what I want to talk to you about today is freedom. Will you say that with me? Freedom. Jesus died for your freedom. There's not a person in this room that God is not interested in you walking in absolutely total freedom, freedom emotionally, freedom mentally, freedom physically, freedom from addiction, freedom, freedom, freedom. There is freedom in the name of Jesus. And I want to talk to you about freedom today because I think it's very important to Jesus that we walk in freedom. We belong to freedom kingdom. Religion hates it. Tradition bucks it. The devil wants to stop it, but Jesus died for it, and that is yours and I's freedom this morning. When Jesus enters the heart of a man or a woman, he brings freedom. When Jesus comes into a culture, he brings freedom to that culture. When he runs into a demoniac, Coming out of a tomb, he brings freedom to that demoniac. Listen, he is a God of freedom today. He wants to bring freedom into your life. And I'm not just talking about this because it's the 4th of July. I'm talking about because Jesus is about freedom. When he touches the meth addict, he brings freedom to the meth addict, to the heroin addict, you name it. He is a God of freedom. And I just, I'm believing that God is going to do something in the hearts of maybe some of you this morning in the area of freedom. There's a song that this precious sister Barbara Wimberland wrote many years ago. It goes a little bit like this. Freedom from the chains that binds your children, Lord. Freedom from the chains that binds your children. Freedom from the lies of the enemy. Freedom. And I believe that today because the enemy, you know what he does? He's very good at, he's very good at lying. And if you believe a lie, guess what it puts you in? It puts you into bondage. He's a great bonder, but I'm going to tell you right now, this morning, that Jesus is a great bonder breaker. Amen? Is that, is that right, English? If it's not, you feel me this morning. Galatians 5.1 says this. So Christ has truly set us free. Just meditate on that for a minute. Christ has truly set us free. Now, make sure, make sure, look at your neighbor right now and say, make sure, come on, with a little passion, come on, make sure, make sure what, J.O., make sure you stay free. He bought it, he paid for it, he died for it, he wants you to walk in it, make sure that you stay free, don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. So Christ has truly set us free. So he wants us to make sure that we stay free. Now look at Luke 4, 17 through 21. This is like the messianic message. This is what Jesus read out of Isaiah when it was on the day that he was in the temple and it was the day of him reading. This is what he read and it's beautiful. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. When he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty, say that word with me, liberty, to the captives, to recovery of the sight of the blind, to set liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant, sat down. Eyes were all, uh, all of all who were in the synagogue was fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, 
Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. That word liberty, say that word with me again, liberty. liberty. That word liberty in the, in the Greek, it means move rapidly. Move, say that with me, move rapidly. Topher, can I use you this morning? I'm going to use Topher a little bit. Topher has the ability to move rapidly. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Let me just finish. Just stay there for a minute. It also means freedom. Hence, spot. Teneity. Because last night I said spot nudity. (laughs) And I didn't know, you know. I'm from the South and people say spot nudity. What? I said, Radine, did I say nudity? She says, well, yeah, you did. (laughs) It's spot what? Thank you. (laughs) Of outflow, liberty pure, a flowing free run. Uh, Topher has the ability to, to kind of dance and to move around a little bit. Can you... Just think of yourself right now as free as, look, move rapidly. Can you move rapidly a little bit for us? I want you to move rapidly. Let's move rapidly. Okay. I like that. Hey, can, can you show some dance moves? Can you teach me a dance move? Can you teach me a dance move? Put your foot there. Okay, then you step back, you stick there, you step back. Wow. Okay, okay. Can somebody say freedom? But then I think the enemy on believers and unbelievers alike, he wants to put you in bondage. I'm going to talk about a group of people who were free at one time, and then they found themselves in bondage. The enemy wants to come and, you know, you think these chains are heavy and big and and powerful. I want to let you know the invisible chains of the enemy is much more stronger than these. He comes very secretly through his lies, and he just begins to put chains upon us because we believe a lie, and uh, kind of like a choke chain. And uh, I mean, it doesn't take very much for me just to tell for come this way, buddy, come this way. And he's going to follow me, you know what I'm saying, because of a chain. Jesus wants to break chains off of your neck and off of your life today of any type and form. J.O., I'm a believer. I'm a spirit-filled believer. I've been water baptized. That doesn't mean that you can't believe a lie and get wrapped up in chains of the enemy again in your life. Here, I want you to help me put yourself in bondage. Okay? Just stay right here. Because me me and Andy was talking about this last night. It takes you helping the enemy to put you, be, put you in bondage. Because God's given you authority over all the power of the enemy. But I tell you what, there's things that you can do to help the enemy to put you back into bondage. And that's a little bit of bondage. We're going we're gonna, to, the enemy, he's not settled for that right there. I mean, he really wants to put you into bondage to keep you from flowing, freedom, running, He just wants to put you in bondage. Help me out. We're going to put you in. Yeah, there you go. Here we go. I got to be careful because last night I was putting him in bondage and I started getting dizzy because I was running around. This is is pretty good. I mean, it's just kind of like in a natural sense, 
showing what the enemy does in the spiritual sense. From you believing lies, from you opening the doors, there's different avenues that you can be put into bondage. And, uh, oh yes, here's a good clip right there. Wow. Um, move rapidly. How many of you are living like this? Seriously. Jail, you're you talking to somebody else behind me, the, to the right and left of me. To, so I'm talking to you right now. How many of you are living in some type of bondage that God wants to break it off of your life today? You once walked in freedom and now all of a sudden you've lost traction and you've lost uh, that area of, 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 of that field or whatever you want to call it, and now you're living in, in bondage. I be, I'm believing today that God, by the power of his word and through his Holy Spirit, he's going to break chains off of your life today. He wants to break. These are powerful. I mean, they're pretty, pretty strong, aren't they? Uh, can you break them? No, and I'm going to tell you what the enemy does is way more lethal than this. He wants to, you know, the Holy Spirit wants to come, and he just wants to come by, by the power of his word today, and he wants to take these chains off of your life. Just like, just think about these chains as lies. He wants to come and just take those lies off and uh, just set you free. Can you rapidly flow again for us right now? Can somebody say free? Do you like Topher this way or that way? This way? This is the way that God likes you. God wants you free like this in the spiritual world, in your emotions, in your mind, in your mentality, in your physical health, in every every area of your life. He wants you to experience freedom. Can you put your hands together? toe for today. I think there's a sound to freedom. I mean, you can just hear freedom, but it doesn't sound like this. It sounds a little bit more like that. I can sense freedom. I can feel freedom, and, and I love freedom. I love being free. How about you? And the enemy, you know, even as a pastor, he tries to put bondages on me, on my mind and my thinking. But I want to let you know, I'm not going to stand for that because I believe that we can walk in our God-given authority and we don't have to allow that. I want to talk a little bit about it today. John 8, 31 through 32 says, when Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word. Now, let me back up to that just for a moment. When Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If you read in those scriptures, you'll see that Jesus is speaking, and as he is speaking, there's many who believed in him. The first place that freedom begins with is believing on Jesus Christ. Last night, we had about three people who gave their life to Christ or came back to know Jesus. And, and to, today, if that's you, you're going to have an opportunity because freedom begins with believing on Jesus. And then it goes on to say that if you abide, will you say that word with me, if? Yes. Freedom is conditional. If. If you abide in what? If you abide in my word, he says, you are my disciples indeed. Okay, a word, God's word, the Bible. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. 
See, if you abide in God's word, you'll be his disciples. You're going to know the truth. It's not about just hearing the truth or singing the truth. We've been singing a lot of truth today. But just singing it and reading it will not set you free. But knowing the truth in your heart and in your guts, it will set you free. So as you abide in God's word, and that word abides in you, guess what happens? That truth gets in the innermost part of your being, like Psalms 51 says, and then you get unraveled. God begins to absolutely free you because as you walk in the truth of God's word, that truth is that knowing that truth is what's going to set you free. Tommy Burnett, years ago, Radian and I had the opportunity to go to his pastor's conference years ago in Phoenix, Arizona, First Assembly. And as, I mean, Tommy is the master of, of illustrated sermons and what have you. And behind him, as he spoke, he had a full-blown, full-size African elephant on the stage. African elephant. This thing was huge. And that African elephant, all it did was this. Just pace back and forth. It didn't have a chain on it. Wasn't in a pen. It just walked back and forth. And his illustration was this. That elephant had been raised up. It was either on a short chain or in a pen. And now that elephant did not know that it was free. And all that, that elephant no longer had to have a chain or a pin. It just paced back and forth in the, the little bit of freedom that it did have. And it didn't know that it was free. If it knew it was free, it could have just went out into the audience and ripped up the whole church facility or what have you. But it didn't know it was free. And I'm here to tell you today, I believe there's people here that you don't know that you're free. And I want to be one that will declare to you that you are free. See, that elephant, it didn't have, no one had trained it to tell it that it was free. His mind had not been renewed according to the word of God that it was free. He didn't know, and I'm, I'm, I'm being kind of funny right now, that Jesus died for him so, so he could be free. But Jesus died for you so that you don't have to be in bondage, that you can be absolutely free. And I want to just share a little bit with you today because I think God wants us to walk in a whole different dimension of freedom in our life. John 8, 30. 33 through 36 said this, and they answered, it says, they answered him, we are Abram's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, most assuredly, listen to this, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. I want to let you know today, if you want to open a door for bondage in your life as a believer, live in sin. I'm not talking about making a mistake. How many of you know we all make mistakes every day? I make mistakes every day. I'm, not, I'm talking about if you intentionally live in sin, I want to let you know that you're going to open a door for bondage in your life. That's all there is to it. It goes on to say, and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Few, few points from that. Sin will lead you into bondage. Number two, slaves do not abide. Sons abide. How do you view yourself today as a slave or a son? We're going to talk about that a little bit more in just a few minutes. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. 
Paul's speaking to this church, the church of Corinth. He's speaking to them, and he's talking to them about being under this new covenant. This new covenant that you and I are under now is absolutely amazing. Praise God for the new covenant. The old covenant is obsolete now. And the Bible says that we're no, under, no longer under the law, no longer under the letter that Paul says kill. We're no longer a slave to fear. We're no longer a slave to sin. I love this uh, 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 this. This song that Jason, can't remember his last name. What is it? Upton. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom reigns in this place. God wants freedom to reign in this place in your life. In every area of your life. He wants to be Lord in every crook and cranny of your life. Because the Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is liberty for you and I. You see, Jesus paid a price for your freedom. Listen, Jesus wants you to walk in freedom. Jesus died for your freedom. Jesus, freedom is very important to Jesus because you got to understand he laid his life down for you and I to be able to walk in freedom. Freedom should be very important for you. You should be mad as a hornet if you're not walking as a free son or a daughter this morning. And I'm bringing this message because I believe that God wants to bring freedom in every arena of your life today. Let's go back to Galatians 5.1 for a minute. So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free. Don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. The Galatians had experienced freedom. And now they had turned from their freedom. Now listen, this church, believers, they had turned from their freedom and now they're experienced bondage again. How are they experienced bondage? They had turned from freedom. Paul writes about it. He kind of rebukes them. He's all up in their face because freedom is very important to Paul because of what Paul had came out of. Paul had came out of strict legalism. Paul had came out. If you just saw his job description of Benjamin and Pharisee of Pharisee, I mean, this guy knew about the law. He had came out of that, and he says, hey, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, and I've been crucified with Christ. And he knew what it was to come out from underneath that, and he doesn't want this Galatian church to go back into bondage. And look what he says in verse Verses 6 and 7, it says this, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a, listen to what he calls it, a different gospel. Say that with me, a different gospel, which is no gospel at all. That's mine, but this is how he puts it. <laughs> to a different gospel, which is not another but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. Some of you may be here today. Like the Galatians, you've walked in great freedom. And all of a sudden, you believe a lie somewhere down the road. And now there's, there's a, you, 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 don't, you don't have the freedom that you had once when you maybe first come to know Jesus Christ. Or maybe you've come to know Jesus Christ and you're not walking in the freedom that God has for you. They felt obligated 
to keep part of the law of God, of the old covenant, part of the law. And what part was that for the Galatians? It's kind of strange to talk about in church with everyone here, but I'm going to talk about it because that's what the Galatians, this is what it's about. What were they trying to keep? What put them back into bondage was circumcision. Circumcision. Let's just get that out in the open right now. <laughs> Galatians 2.3. I want you to see the importance of this. Because I think God just wants to set people free today. Listen. Yet not even Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. Verse 4. And this occurred because of false brethren, false brethren, secretly brought in, who came in by stealth to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into, look, bondage. The enemy wants to put you into bondage, but sometimes people want to put you into bondage. It's straight up. There's these stealth false brethren that don't like the freedom that Paul was walking in. And the enemy wanted to use them as puppets to put them back into bondage. Let me tell you, just listen to the tone of how serious this is for Paul because Paul also speaks about it in uh, the book of Philippians. Listen to what he said. Just listen to the tone of this. Philippians 3.2. Watch out for those dogs. Those people who do evil those mutilators who say you must be circumcised to be saved, okay? Both enemy, certain people, at times, they may not like that you have life and life more abundant and want to put you into bondage with different things. Making rules, listen, Making rules that Jesus never made. Marking lines in the sand that the Bible does not mark. Putting people in bondage through tradition and religion. Make sure you stay free. Look at your neighbor again. Tell them. Make sure you stay free. Go ahead. Tell them. Talk to yourself. Paul confronts a brother. Everyone say Peter. Peter's playing two-faced. He's acting a certain way with the Gentiles. Gentiles. He's acting a certain way with the Jews. And I want you to see what Paul says something so beautiful. He says this, Galatians 2, 16, says this. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by faith in Christ, not by works of the law. For by the works of the law, no, look, 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 no flesh shall be justified. This is very important to Paul because of uh, the Galatians. Now they're turning back to slavery and bondage underneath the law. Listen to the words. He keeps talking, uh, Galatians 3, 1 and 2. This is, this is very, Paul's very passionate about this. Look at the words that he used now to the Galatians. He says, oh, foolish Galatians. 
foolish. He didn't really call them a fool, I don't think. But what they're doing is foolish. You don't always have to be a fool to do something foolish. How many of you have ever done something foolish in your life? Let me put up both my hands right now. Doesn't mean that you're a fool, but you are doing, they're doing something foolish. He goes on to say, listen to these words. Who bewitched you? See, he's passionate about this. I'm passionate about this. I want to see people free. Jesus died for it. Paul preaches it. He wants you to live it. He wants you to walk in it. Who bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ is clearly portrayed among you as crucified? This only I want you to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Galatians 5, 1 through 6. Let me read this whole second. J.O., you've already read Galatians 5, 1 several times. I'm going to read it again. Now I want to, to, to read kind of a little more portion of the Scripture so that you feel this this morning. Stand fast. Therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. You've become estranged from Christ, you who attempt, look, you who attempt to be justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, eagerly wait for the hope of the righteousness of faith by faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision affels anything but faith working through love. Okay, J.O., that's enough about circumcision. I agree. But I want you to understand the point. Jesus plus circumcision... Jesus plus religion, Jesus plus works, Jesus plus laws, Jesus plus rules, Jesus plus traditions. You don't need Jesus plus nothing. Jesus don't need any brownie. Uh, He's good. He don't need bargaining chips in order to love you. Jesus loves you fully right now. He can't love you more than he already loves you. You can't bargain him to love you more with circumcision or with religion. Or we're going to add this. Oh, this looks so nice. This is this, this, this point of righteousness or, 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 or Jesus don't need your help. It's Jesus and Jesus only. Jesus done, he did everything that you and I will ever need to do or ever need in our life. It's Jesus. He doesn't need a bargain. You don't need a bargaining tool to gain God's favor or his love, which will bring you into bondage. Jesus plus anything else is another gospel. The gospel is Jesus and his grace. You are saved by grace and grace alone. Not your little, I'm going to add this little bit of law right here because it looks righteous. What? 
He doesn't need your help. Jesus, what he's done, he paid full. Don't attempt to justify yourself by the law. Okay, jail, just, you know, I, let, let's break it down this way. Jail, I, Jesus plus reading my Bible and praying. Feel me. If you're using it as a bargaining chip, I think you're missing it. Jail, you're saying we shouldn't pray or read? No, I didn't say that. Please pray and read every day. But not to gain his love. Not to gain his favor. Pray and, pray and read every day that you may know him. And that you may understand how much he does love you and how much he has done for you. And let that truth set you free. But don't use it as a bargaining chip. Are you feeling me today? Don't use it as a bargaining chip. Freedom is free. Somebody has lied to you if you think that you can somehow add something to your walk with Jesus to make you more righteous. You know, you're the righteousness of Jesus Christ. 100% of what he's done for you, not because of something that you can do. Listen to this, Galatians 5, 4, you have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to just be justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. You don't want to do that. Fallen from grace, that means that you nullify you you void the grace of god as soon as you step over that line and you try to be justified by your own works or your own doing that will always lead you into slavery and back into bondage oh looks like jesus jesus was not enough i'm just going to add a bit of this law right here and uh that looks nice it sounds nice. People tend to like it. It appears righteous. Let me tell you right now, that's Old Covenant, that's Old Testament, and that has absolutely, completely been fulfilled by Jesus Christ. It's only by grace that you and I stand. When, we, when, when works are involved, bargaining chips are involved, human efforts are involved, favor, salvation, it always leads to slavery. Here's the point. The point really is not circumcision or non-circumcision. That's not the point that, that Paul's really trying to make. It, he's using that because of what they're battling. Let me read it. Galatians 5, 6, and 8. For when we place our faith in Christ, listen, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. You were running the race well. Who has held you back from following the truth? It certainly isn't God, for he is the one who called you to freedom. Paul's point here is not circumcision or unsecure. Paul's point here is freedom. He wants you to walk in freedom. The key to that freedom is not circumcision or uncircumcision, it's not about adding, it's about relationship. Where are you a slave or a son today? Are you a daughter or a slave today? J.O., I'm a believer, that makes me not a slave, right? Well, it's a mentality, because he begins to talk about it in Galatians. Look what he says in Galatians 3, 26 through 28. For you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. 
Christ Jesus. For as many as you were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ. We sang it today. What a beautiful song. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a son, child, daughter, an heir of God. Amen? Amen. You're, you're no longer a slave. But I tell you what, make sure that you stay free. Make sure that you stay free. Don't try to add to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't try to, 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 to bring a bargaining chip somehow that this is going to help your relationship with Jesus Christ. Because you need Jesus, this is what you need. Jesus plus nothing. Only Jesus. Amen? Radine and I was talking about this as we were on a train, I think, from Italy, and we were just talking about the, the difference. And, you know, there's a fine line in this, in what I'm discussing today. Uh, freedom living is living as sons and daughters. Slave living is slave living. You're living in the barracks of slavery. Uh, I asked my kids last night, I said, Jamie and Seth, when you were raised up in mom and dad's house, did we treat you like slaves? And you said, no, am I, did I pay you to say that? Are you being honest? You were raised like a son, wasn't you? A son or a daughter, right? Well, why do you say that? Because there's a fine line. Listen, God doesn't want you to have prison walls because you could run with this, this, this sermon today and go, well, I could just live like hell. I can just do whatever the H-E double hockey sticks that I want to do. That, that's not freedom. That's not real freedom. That's pretty much bondage. No. See, when you're a slave, then the jail bars keep you in bondage. It keeps you from getting out. But when you're walking as a son or a daughter, you have boundary walls and it keeps you safe on the inside. There's just this fine line of a, having the right mentality, I think, is one of the beautiful reasons why Jesus said, hey, this is your father. This is your, your Abba father. God wants you to have that perspective right. The, the, the beautiful boundaries that the father wants you to walk in is going to keep you safe. You don't have to live in prison, in the prison walls behind bars. If you choose to live as a son or a daughter, you will live free, even with boundaries. But if you live as a slave and you look at the boundaries as if I'm a rebel, I don't like these moral codes, I don't like, uh, you know, how the Holy Spirit wants me to live, I want to let you now. I want you to know that you'll turn right back into slavery because you will rebel against it. One is bars of prison versus walls of protection. And it has everything. Listen to me. It has everything to do with relationship, with you having an intimate relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ. David wrote this, Psalm 16, 6. It sounds like a son to me. He said this. The boundary lines, he didn't say prison walls. So the boundary lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. Doesn't that sound like a son to you? Yeah. 
I think Paul really wanted to wake up the Galatians of man, they just kind of stepped over the line to think that they could add somehow to their salvation and their righteousness through circumcision and it put them right into slavery. And today, if that's happened in your life, it doesn't have to be with circumcision. It could be just a wrong mentality towards the Father. It could be, hey, you've stepped over the line and now, man, J.O., I had this great freedom and man, now I'm struggling once again with meth or heroin or those are some of the biggies. I say biggies because it's more, it's, it's known in our community and it really impacts people in a huge way. But I'm going to tell you right now, there's many, many layers of bondage that believers can walk in. There's silent areas of addiction that only you know in your office if you're living in it. And see, God wants to set you free today. He wants you to walk in. He died for freedom's sake. For freedom's sake, he came to set you free. So make sure, make sure you stay free.